Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you real hot on this Friday, late morning here. I have a guest here with us today, Tommy Baker from Resist Average Academy. We're going to run Tommy through our 21 question series, a little bit different. He's a fitness guy. He's not a fitness guy. He is a fitness guy. It's kind of all wrapped in between. Like we say, it's all fitness and it's all not fitness. For you guys who don't know Tommy, he runs the Resist Average Academy podcast, which is amazing. I've been on it before. If you guys do not subscribe to it, I would. It's on all the major platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all the shit that you guys can listen to. It is there for you. Uh, He's a writer, speaker, coach. Tommy has been in fitness for a long time. We'll have him break that down in a little bit more detail. Uh, He kind of does everything. Um, He's like that guy. If you guys watch Martin, the TV show, like growing up as a kid, like Martin Lawrence, he's actually like Tommy from that show. I don't really know what the fuck he does for a living to make money, but uh, (laughs) we're going to find out throughout this. He kind of does a little bit uh, of everything. So uh, without further ado, welcome, Tommy. Nice to have you here. Jeremy, my man. Thank you for that awesome intro and uh, stoked to be here. So we're going to dig in uh, to the 21 questions series here, then we'll kind of talk about what Tommy does and kind of layer it in in between. Uh, so question number one, uh, let's say this, I guess in fitness, let me just start this first before I get a background. You are in fitness, you've been in fitness, what is your background in fitness in general, just so these guys get a kind of a lay of, of how you started and, and kind of what you're doing now? Yeah, I spent a decade in fitness, it was, uh, it's really one of my first passions, um, opened up a couple of gyms on the East Coast and transitioned online, um, and I still have some fitness products, but now um, I really work with entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and people who want to launch a business online um, to help them tap into their inner power, get clarity around the business, and then level up their profits. So he has a background in it. He's familiar with all the stuff. He's actually been like some of the stuff we'll share you guys. Like when we say worst workouts we've ever done, which we'll get into question one in a second. Uh, like the triathlon, which I stole from Jim Jones. Tommy is a product of the Jim Jones. He's been through the triathlon himself. When I say triathlon, just so you guys get the background, that is the 50 cows in the assault bike and the 500 meter ski and the 500 meter row. Sub five minutes is the goal if you can do it, which very few people can because it makes you sick as shit. <laughs> so he's from that school of fitness. So when he says things, obviously he has you know, the legs behind it to do it. So with that said. Not uh, the arms though. No. Well. <laughs> Not everyone can have the arms. No. You just do more curls. It's, it's, <laughs> it's super simple. And most people listening, you guys do curls every day. I know I should say squat every day, but just please do curls every day. Uh, question one. Uh, worst workout you have ever done or one of the worst workouts you've ever done? Absolutely. Well, you alluded to it. So I landed in Salt Lake City at Jim Jones' facility uh, who trained the actors and actresses of the movie 300. Um, I was jet lagged on low sleep and uh, they made us do a 2K row. Within the first 250 meters, my mouth um, turned to chalk and it was the hardest 2K row I've ever done. And since then, if there's one test, one mental, physical, spiritual test, it's the 2K that I will do anything to avoid. I agree. I think the 2K is kind of like the standard uh, of rowing. What is your 2K time? Do you know? 6.56. That sucks, man. That's yeah. Rough. And for years, I was at 7.03, 7.04. And I, I literally, I couldn't get it until one day it just clicked. And Clan Jim Jones, if you get anything above a 7, to them, you're essentially worthless. So I was a fully certified trainer for them, but I wasn't able to actually claim that title until I got sub seven. I think I saw that too. And I think, so we do it here and Jacob, our young dude, I think he's like seven Oh one. And I know that sounds, oh. and it sounds like it's super close and it is, I go, but to, ha- but to know how painful it is to be at seven Oh one and then have to like physically do it again is awful. It's not that close when every second, when you do an all out effort and you give everything to it and you can barely walk and you're still one second away. And I say that for you guys to preface, if you guys obviously row or ski, I, the last time I did a thousand here, I did 301 
And I, I can tell you, like, how demoralizing it is to <laughs> see that fucking thing go from 257 to 258 to just over And I laid on the ground sick as shit. And I know I can do it, but I haven't tried it since because I remember how awful the feeling is. So I feel that there with the 2K for sure. Uh, question two. Uh, if we finish this podcast here and you step outside and find a lottery ticket and it ends up being worth 50 million bucks, what would you do with it? Damn. Well, honestly, I would do so much of what I'm already doing. Um, I would just amplify the game. And for me, it's all about adventure. It's all about travel. It's about creating experiences in life. So it's a lot of the stuff that I already do, but I would just amplify, 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 and invest in my business so I could reach more people, impact more people, and grow. I think I think when I, said, when I did this initially, I think I said the exact same thing. And then like BJ Gadur comes on here and said he'd like do all this charity work and shit. And I didn't <laughs> fucking say any of that. I said the same thing Tommy did. So that's classic. Uh, I appreciate that. Making us feel bad. Yeah, we for surely would. We for surely would donate after selfishly. Oh yeah, yeah, that we, too. That we too. did our own. <laughs> uh, number three. What is the greatest album of all time? So whatever genre of music you think, uh, there is no rules here. Whatever you think the greatest would be. That is so hard, man. That's messed up. That's tough, bro. I would, I would say just because I've been on a kick recently, but uh, if I have to go to greatest album of all time, I have to go with uh, Bruce Springsteen, uh, Born in the USA. I, I respect that. Well, yeah. It's like, uh, what is the movie? Uh, Step Brothers. Yeah. Where they play, but he, he only plays certain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm saying, I think I said, um, I think I said Tupac, the Always and Me double disc, just because it is two discs. And I grew up on it, and that's probably I'm so fucked. It's up. so hard to go j- not genre specific. Know. You know, it's rough to me. The, the Springsteen one only because when I drove out to Arizona, it was just I had very emotional, a lot of emotional anchors and memories to that album. That's a classic. It's it's America straight up. I dig it. America number four, In and Out Burger or Five Guys. So I'm the most boring at cheat meals. My idea of a cheat meal is farm salmon, uh, but if I had to choose one of those, Five Guys. Hands down. <laughs> Everything? You like the fries better? All of it? Done. Yeah. I dig it, man. Taylor's, t- Taylor's in and out, though, so. I like them both. We have to make two stops. They're both good. I do, I'll say this. I think the burgers at Five Guys are better. Uh, well, I go back and forth. You're, you're mix and matcher. The lettuce wrap burgers at Five Guys are better. The Hell burgers yeah. with the buns are better at In-N-Out Burger. And I think Five Guys fries are better. Hell yeah. Overall. They're just different, though. Number five. What were you like in high school? I was that guy that was part of every clique, every group. So you talked about me doing everything. I was kind of like that in high school. Friends with the the jocks and also friends with like the punk group and then the alternative group and everything in between. So my expertise was I would bring people together who would never usually hang out um, just because I was the common denominator. And uh, But also sometimes I felt like I wasn't even part of any group because I was part of all of them. So basically like the same as you are now. Yeah, basically 100%. Yeah. I did that. Number six, all-time favorite TV series. Oh, man. These are good. I got to say I gotta say Seinfeld because I'm from the East Coast. Grew up in uh, New York City a little bit, and Seinfeld is just too, too classic. I do love Seinfeld. I think I've seen every episode. I'm pretty sure. The weird thing is, like, my wife... It never uh, gets old. No, it's, well, it's amazing. Like, we all say all the time, like, the other day, uh, this girl came here, one of our good friends, and... Uh, she's like, can I have some jumper cables? Because uh, my car my car is dead at my house and she's married and we know her husband. And I'm like, your husband doesn't own jumper cables. I'm like, how embarrassing is that? And it reminds me of the, the George Costanza when him and Jerry are talking. He's like, we're not men. So We're not men at yeah. all. So like I open up, I her, tr- I open up her trunk. She has like golf clubs in it, but no fucking jumper cables. That's which, so funny. First of all, <laughs> that's how you know you became very Scottsdale uh, instantly when you don't have that. That's classic. But Seinfeld is – and on a side note, my wife doesn't like Seinfeld because she says that the show looks is old looking. 
because she like grew up behind the era of Seinfeld. Like she didn't watch it as a kid. She's like, it's old looking. I'm it's like, so so relevant though. It's it, today. It is the same thing. Yeah. I'm like, I just wish they would have been able to because it's so good at social commentary. I wish they would have been able to do social commentary on our social media Instagram culture because that would have been hilarious. I know. I do love like like cool. seeing Costanza on Tinder. I mean, that would be priceless. It's and Kramer, <laughs> Kramer alone. That's yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go to number seven. Worst job you've ever had. Damn, worst job I ever had. I don't know if it's the worst, but it's the one I performed the worst at, which was uh, my first one, which was working at an ice cream shop. And I would make every mistake in the book, man. People would come in, they'd say, "Uh, is this sugar-free? And I'd I'd say, well, I'd say to myself, it's fat-free, so it must be sugar-free, which is (laughs) completely wrong. Um, Definitely messed up some people with that. And then uh, I would make milkshakes, but I would forget the milk. So I would stir these things up. I would give them to people. I would watch them walk out with having the hardest time drinking this thing, and then I realized that for a whole day, I didn't put milk in milkshakes. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing you found And upside down cones, I would never get that right. I would take, it would take me like seven to make one. It was brutal, man. It's uh, a good thing, good thing you're coaching people now. It seems exactly. like much easier than making ice cream for sure. Uh, let's go number eight here. What inspires you to live, I guess, like a, like a healthy lifestyle, kind of the fitness lifestyle? Like what's the biggest driving factor for you or, and the biggest benefit, I suppose? Yeah, 100%. Uh, to me, fitness is so much more than the physical. Obviously, we get all the physical benefits, but uh, the emotional uh, benefits, the mental benefits, the spiritual benefits. Um, so I don't feel on purpose. I don't feel uh, like myself. I don't feel connected um, if I don't train. So to me, it's so much deeper than just looking and feeling good. Oh, that's nice too. I feel you, man. I think it's uh, we all come from kind of the same background. Like, obviously, we want to you know feel good, move good, and obviously, looking the part is is a, the nice byproduct, uh, basically, of doing it. On that same note, question nine, I'll go biggest in this. We can go both ways here, so I'll do two. Since you run businesses and you've you've been in the game for a long time, biggest fitness mistake you made when starting out, and either training wise, like physically or body wise, training, or, and probably like biggest mistake like. In running a business, whether that be like owning the gym business or even on the internet or kind of any combo you want to answer. Totally. So the fitness mistake, I mean, it's, it's, it's a theme now. I'm going to have to do some, uh, some self-psychotherapy. But um, in fitness, it would be uh, – um, I love all types of fitness. So my whole career basically I would uh, – you know, and still I'll do one day. I'll do adventure training. The next day I'll do CrossFit. Then I'll do like a bodybuilding split and then I'll go hide camelback like three times in a row. So, um, it's, it's a mistake, but it's, it's, uh, it, because I don't, I don't become amazing at one thing. I do become well-rounded. Um, but if you're somebody out there who's getting started, it's very important to focus on one thing or you can, um, kind of lose yourself, uh, trying to get good at everything. So that's number one, uh, for the fitness side for business is, um, trying to think that I had to be all things to all people. So the fitness industry, there's so many different types of niches. There's so many different types of programs and a lot of them are amazing. They work, but, um, as a business owner, I had to get clear on what my differentiation was, who I wanted to attract and, um, and really serve them powerfully instead of trying to serve everybody or try to compete on things like that. I can't compete on. Nobody can compete on, which is price and stuff like that. I'll say this too, like, so your niche market, like for these guys who listen, like who is the, the typical demo or the kind of people you work with? Is it everybody? Is it men? Is it women? Younger? Older? So in the, in the fitness industry, it was, uh, it was mostly uh, men. I mean, I had two gyms, so they were very uh, specific in, in nature, but it was mostly 
uh, men who were former athletes, um, they were high performers in their career, but they'd let their, their health slide at the expense of growing their career. Um, and they, they were basically, you know, they wanted to get back in, in, in that shape that, that they hadn't experienced in about a decade while they pursued their career. Um, so that was really my, my niche, a lot of Fortune 500 executives and CEOs and, and stuff like that. And so now the people you work with. Yeah. So now I work with a lot of people who want to launch a platform, launch a business, um, create content, build a tribe, solopreneurs, men and women um, who, yeah, have have a message that they want to share. They just don't know how to start. They don't know how to get out there and they don't know how to monetize and build a tribe. Yeah, on the same note, I'll just ask this too since we're on it. Like the biggest, I guess the biggest fear for those people or the biggest thing that holds them back or the biggest mistake that they make in, let's say I want to, you know, I want to build a personal brand. I want to yeah. build a business, whether it be e-commerce, retail, whatever it is. What's the one thing, or I guess the, one of the common things you see that is hindering those guys? Yeah, it comes down to, to first off, it's, it's clarity. Um, a lot of times we're not really clear on, on what the message is, who the message is for and why they need it or why we're doing it. So that's number one. Everything starts with clarity. Um, but two is, is really playing the long game. And there's, there's just like in fitness, there's no hack uh, to, to create a, a massive platform or business. It, it takes time. And if there is a hack, it's not going to last. So I think in an Instagram world where everybody has a platform on their pocket, basically, they have a YouTube platform, they have a podcast platform like we're doing right now. Um, People think everything needs to work within two months or they're going to, or they're going to quit. And I always, I always ask the 48 month question, are you willing and committed to do this for 48 months, even if the results aren't coming true in that time frame? Because that tells me that you're actually committed to the long game As money. and the results will come faster. It's just, I want to, I want to know what the person's mindset is. No, that's money, dude. And I think fitness is the same way. We just did the other day. I said, you know, we drastically, I guess we, we underestimate, you know, what we can do in a year and we overestimate what we can do in three months. Exactly. And I think business is probably the same way. A hundred percent. And we do meet people and I'll say this for a side note for you guys listening, like we'll meet young coaches and for you guys who are fitness people listening and doing like, you know, why isn't my stuff blowing up and why isn't it going awesome? I'm like, you know, the answer I would give you is, you know, you have to be awesome for like 10 fucking years. I know. And the stuff that you're doing in year, you know, two and three is going to pay off in year 10. It's just it's hard to see the promise, you know, of all the work you're putting in because you guys feel it so far away. It's um, not. And it isn't. It, it, it's not. You just have to have cult- – you've got to cultivate patience, faith, and trust. Um, and, and growth is not linear. Like we can't predict growth. It happens in, in waves. It, there's breakthroughs coming if you stay in the game long enough. My mentor – one of my mentors, Lisa Nichols, she says, Tommy, um, people used to call me an overnight success. And I used to say if I was an overnight success, um, that was the longest night of my life. I liked it. <laughs> it's, and it's 100% true too. I say that in – I think we all feel that way too. Like when am I in, it's kind of like being an adult. Like I'm, I'm a grown ass man now, but I feel like I'm 17 still. It's not like one day you wake up and like click, you're a fucking adult and you feel that. I think if success, however you guys choose to measure that, I think it's the same way where it's like, it's not just one day you wake up and you're like, oh, I fucking made it, dude. Like oh, I'm here. It just, it doesn't no, happen. I get to like, rest. Yeah, it's, it's, this, it's this gradual thing over time and all of a sudden you just become, you know, the thing that you've been envisioning for, you know, typically multiple years for most of you out there. Uh, number... 10 we'll move on to here greatest hip-hop artist of all time oh it's a lot of pressure man it's <laughs> a big it's we get different answers on here yeah sure. well man uh for me nas is 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 my my dude i just uh, he's i so connected to his message and uh so many classic albums i think i just grew up in the wave of nas where it was so so relevant at the time um so i'd have to go with him I appreciate that. I would think if you're on the East Coast, you have to go like either Nas or Biggie, yeah, or some like Wu Tang yeah. or something similar to that. Nas was still, you know, and he, he still, still was in the game when I was like growing up, so it was just more accessible. 
But I mean, the classics are also epic. But I'd go with him. Yeah, I remember like being the kid, like I'm like a ten or twelve, and I'm getting like my first Nas album, and I'm like, it's just you guys know why I'm so fucked up, right? Because I've been listening to hip hop since I was like seven years That's old. That's classic. So it clearly, my grandma like bought my first. She bought my first tape. I think the first tape she got me was like like Onyx. Back the fuck up was the name on the tape, but it was spelled funky, so I don't think she grasped it. And that's like kind of where it all. <laughs> that's awesome. Where it all began. I'm talking tapes, you guys. For you guys who were born, you know, in the '90s. I know you have no idea what I'm talking about, but tapes were a real thing for sure. Number eleven. Let's go. Top three supplements. I guess either do you take supplements? Is there three you would advise people to take? Is there is one you would take specifically? Uh, we ask every kind of fitness person, you know, which route they would go. Yeah, absolutely. My non-negotiables, uh, my non-negotiable supplements are uh, fish oil, uh, vitamin D3, and magnesium. Like just for like baseline stuff. I like those. All those three essential. What about Athletic Greens since you're here? Oh, best in the game, of course. No, I actually do love them. Uh, athletic Greens are awesome um, because they simplify the game. And I think for people – supplements work but so many times people aren't consistent with them because they run out of one and then they forget and they travel and so athletic greens is a great tool to simplify the game and i do that you guys not to sell you on athletic greens but i ask because because tommy (laughs) because tommy's been working with athletic greens forever um and we take them obviously because it's easy for us and because it doesn't taste like shit but uh all the big ones like omegas you guys d3 are huge like those are all real things you need and they're like the essential things for just optimal health for anybody and again like always i say real food is the base of it but again i know you guys are real people your son's gonna drink and eat shit and do whatever so if you can cover the bases obviously i think throwing those in is is key Number 12, this is a good one. Uh, advice you would give to your 18-year-old self today? Ooh, that's a solid one. Yeah. I would say um, you got you to gotta follow your own path and you got to cultivate faith, trust, and patience with yourself. And uh, because uh, at that age, I was following someone else's path like many of us do. And even years later, we could follow someone else's path. And the thing about that is that if we follow someone else's path and we achieve success – it feels very, very hollow because it isn't ours. So I would just tell him that um, to do, do the inner work to find out you know, what he really wants um, and then cultivate faith, trust, and patience. And I'll ask this too, like since you've done multiple things and, and done the spectrum, I know a lot of people who will say, you know, oh, I'm too old to change gears or switch lanes or do whatever. At you at probably, you know, 18, 22, 24, 26 have probably shifted ideas of what like your ideal life is like, what your ideal business is like and everything in between. I'm sure it's shifted more than a few times along the way. So many times. And that's, that's the power of the pivot. And, and history has amazing examples of people who started from scratch at 40, 50, 60 and beyond. So that's not that's definitely not an excuse um and i think we have to also ease the pressure you're not gonna know what your purpose is um and there's a lot of pressure around purpose it's gonna be an evolution it's gonna change but it's gonna be a beautiful ride if you allow it to i dig that man uh let's go down the chain here to a fitness question best exercise people should be doing but aren't now this can be anything uh movement pattern mobility walking running deadlifting whatever your whatever your thing is love it so i'm actually gonna say turkish get up um oh shit yeah god it's so hard to teach though i know it is hard to teach oh man Uh, but it's hard to do too it's hard to do it's hard to teach uh i think it's it's a great meditative structural um, well-rounded uh, movement because you got to incorporate core, you got to incorporate um, uh, shoulder flexibility, you got to incorporate all of that stuff, grip. Um, so it's one of my, it's not my favorite to do during it, but after it feels pretty damn good. So like, <laughs> and like when you do get ups, like how do you program into your stuff? So like if you're going to go tomorrow, like you're going to bang through them, how do you do, 
loaded, unloaded, how heavy do you go? How do you rip through it? Yeah, I do a lot of a lot of loaded. Um, I always incorporate it into warm-ups and often into cool-downs, but sometimes they will be part of the, 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 the main workout. Um, and it, I'll, I'll do really anything. Like the other day, I was doing one rep max uh, Turkish get-ups, which I don't recommend unless you've done a lot of them. For sure. Um, but, you know, we're working up to the 105 bell doing the get-ups, which is a beast. Oh, my um, God, bro. But I usually don't do that. Usually it would be more of a volume game. Um, some of the best recovery workouts that I ever do – if you're really sore and you want to recover, uh, you know, 50, 75, or 100 Turkish get-ups. Not for time. You can do it for quality. I dig that, man. And the, yeah. mo- the mobility piece for, I think, a lot of you guys is probably the biggest key. Just because most of you guys, if you do try them, if you don't know what I'm talking about, we'll throw it up on Plus, you. they're great for Instagram. Like, because people don't still don't really know what they are. So, and, <laughs> and if you do it wrong, they might not know it's oh, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I say for you guys. You probably, you probably would struggle the most because of the mobility piece of it alone. Yeah, for a lot of shoulder you mobility, man. It's tough, dude. Even I struggle with it sometimes. Uh, and you can notice the imbalances too uh, between your right side dominant, left side oh, dominant. Oh, 100%, man. Um, I feel it specifically. So yeah. if I do, I, I'm... Sometimes we'll do exotic ones with barbells and whatnot. Um, Those are rough. Sandbags. You can really... You can do a lot of different types. I've seen people do like stronger dudes, bigger dudes do people. Yes. Smaller humans. Yeah, Maximus used to do people at the seminars. That's fucking impressive. Yeah. <laughs> That's tough to do, bro. That's not That's classic. Uh, let's go down to 14. If, uh, if the coaching thing doesn't work out for you, what's the, what's the backup plan? And I answered this the way I answered it when I did it. Yeah. Well, for me, I, I don't even have a backup plan. Um, I'm an all in or all out type of, type of person. So one of my things that I do teach is to burn the boats. Um, cause I think a backup plan can leave us, can leave us almost off the hook of going all in. And I'm talking like all in is like physically, mentally, emotionally on something. So I would be lost if, if, if it failed, but I know that I have a certain skill set and I could monetize that relatively quickly. Um, yeah, so burn the boats. That's don't a, don't have three back. You know, I talk to a lot of people. They have seven businesses or they want to start five businesses. They have all these ideas and it's like pick one thing and literally never look back because few people have in a distracted world focus and one thing will take you really far. I agree. I said basically the same thing. I'm like, I'm not fucking good at anything else, so this fitness thing better work out. For exactly. Me. Exactly. Yeah, I'm too old for the real world now. And then that so. forces you to to to, op- to like to see failure differently, to look at challenges differently, to uh, to have a long term vision instead of just hey, this has to work in the next year. I'll say that to you guys in terms of not just career wise for you guys and, and what you're gonna do. Like obviously, if you find something you're good at, I'd say pull yourself into it and punt all the other shit that you're not great at. I don't try to learn shit. I'm I'm competent enough things, but there's stuff I'm naturally bad at. I'm never going to be great at them, so I typically either outsource it or I just leave it for somebody else. And on the same note with fitness, you guys too, it, it kind of ties in the same. Like we do you guys a disservice sometimes in fitness, and I know we have to make things sexy and fun to sell it to you uh, because if we had you come in here and just deadlift and squat, you'd fucking hate it, and nobody would watch the videos, and nobody would come in and want to buy the stuff. I go, but we're giving we take the best athletes in the world. Like if you watch like a sprinting, you know, a practice like an Olympic sprinting practice, it's mostly skipping and sprinting, but yeah, and these are the best athletes in the world and they're doing one fucking thing all day. And I understand it's sports specific for them, but I go, but we bring you guys in here, we do 45 different exercises and you never really get to master any of them. I think that's the same thing like Tommy's talking about in terms of like what you're doing for your life. Like you're lucky in your life you can be great at one thing, like master one thing maybe ever. It's really hard to master seven different things, especially if it is business, just the fact of like we don't have enough time alone to do it all. 100%. So take that you guys for what it is worth. Number 15, I like this one. Best vacation spot you've ever visited? Uh, that's solid. Uh, so let's see. Uh, there's an island off 
uh, Ibiza. So Ibiza is an island, but then there's another island off uh, Ibiza called Formentera, um, one of the most beautiful places in the world. I was just there again in uh, June, got engaged, almost proposed in Formentera, but I had a plan to propose in San Sebastian, so I held off. Although I was carrying the ring, had a few beers in me, and I was ready to do it, but I decided to wait. But Formentera would be the spot. Nice, dude. And where do you guys fly to, Barcelona? Yeah, uh, no, we actually did Madrid. Okay. Yeah, nice. yeah. But uh, so Madrid, Barcelona, Ibiza, and then San Sebastian. And we stayed at the, uh, where is it? The W in Barcelona. Oh, yeah, yeah, right on the beach. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, uh, I will say this to you guys. I grew up broke as fuck. Uh, but when you get older and if you have any money at all, um, I'm not telling you how to spend your money, but staying in nice places, especially when you're not in America, it makes a difference it does. Uh, for the trip for sure. Especially yeah. if they're really nice. Yeah. Um, if you can treat yourself, I would say. It's Better a- than the hostels. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Dude. Oh, dude. So I'll say this. Sorry. So like we go to, we do Hawaii a lot cause we're here on the West coast. It's, it's, it's quick. My wife works for, uh, with a major hotel company so we can just stay at these really nice places and it's super fun. My young coach here, he just turned 24 today, is his birthday actually, and he went to Hawaii recently and he's explaining, and you guys just have to know me and my personality. I'm an introvert. Um, I like my own space, I like my own shit. Um, but he's, he went when he was 23, first time he's ever been there. He stayed in like a hostel, like in Hawaii. And he's like, yeah, he's like, but so he was describing this room. He's in a room with like five people sleeping at night, which sounds like, like my saw game, like be like miserable. Like I woke up and this would be like my fucking nightmare. He's in the middle of the room though. Like they're on the edges and he's in the middle of the room. And it's almost like a clear, like I'm picturing like a shower curtain. He's in the middle of the room and that's like what his room is. So everybody can see him while he sleeps and he's there and he's kind of just stuck there. But I think he said he paid like 36 bucks a night. So uh, you get what you pay for you guys. Yeah. That's good when you're about 18 to 25 and then it's like, damn. Yeah, there's no if, – if my, if my wife booked a trip like that, you guys, for me, we would not be married uh, much That's longer classic. after that. Uh, let's do this. Number 16, who is your favorite all-time superhero? Captain America. No shit. America, son. I like that. <laughs> I, like, I, I, went with ba- I go with Batman because I yeah. grew up on it. Uh, but you can't go wrong. Captain America is dope too. And the movies have been good recently. I know. That's why. So I can't complain. Uh, let's do this. Number 17, pickup game. First pick, you either get LeBron or Jordan. Damn, man. And people would ask me, so we did this with BJ, and he was like, well, pickup, it's different than, you know, a real game and this and this. And I'm like, I understand that, but it's your guys. I, I wouldn't be able to. I grew up right in the era of Jordan, so there's no way. My, my nine-year-old self would kick my ass if I chose anyone else. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I said it too. I go hands on. And I said for the fact that Jordan's a killer. Yeah. Like, and pickup's different too than like a real game. There's not as many rules. It's a little bit rougher. And LeBron is more friendly. Yeah. If you guys know anything about Mike, Mike is not friendly. Um, and I think Intense. Mike would be, And he would want to cut your face off. And so that's who I would always go with. Or if I said this, I gave someone you know, one shot for your life. If it's LeBron or Michael, I always have to go with Michael. That's 100%. Just, that's just it's, it's why in, in my last book I wrote about his, his killer instinct in terms of like he had already retired. Five years had passed. His Hall of Fame speech, all he did was rip the people who doubted him. I it mean, was amazing. That's the level of intensity amazing. that he has. Oh, God. And, hey, greatness has – you know, to me, I always say greatness has there's, – there's a dark side to greatness. You can't be that amazing and not find ways to leverage that greatness. Well, and I tell people too all the time, I can't imagine what it would be like to be the best at what you do in the world by far. And to, to be so amazing and then watch people around you not work as hard – as you're working and not getting the results, how frustrating it must be yeah. for him because he gives up everything to do it and with the natural, you know, God-given talent. But, uh, yeah, dude, he was a killer. That's what well, – I respect people who have the, the God-given talent, but they, they don't rest on that. Then, then they add in the most – they add the work ethic of someone who has no God-given talent. And that, those two combinations are super rare. I saw this when I was competing in CrossFit. I mean, 
I didn't have the God-given talent, and the guy next to me was an absolute beast, you know, all-American football player. I mean, an engine that could go for hours, but dude, they wouldn't train hard. So I would be able to keep up with them and beat them because they, they just didn't have that, that work ethic, and, uh, and that's crucial. You need both. And I'll say that for a lot of you guys out there, what, genetically, wherever you're at, whenever you start training, whenever it has been, if it was as a young kid or if it's older now, um, you can do a lot. I mean, talent is a real thing. It just is. There's some things you're going to be naturally better at and some people are naturally going to just beat your ass at stuff. But if you work your fucking ass off at shit, you can be pretty fucking awesome. Um, talent or no talent, if you really work hard every day and put it in, fitness-wise especially, fitness is probably the one thing you guys you can put in 30 to 45 minutes a day and see amazing fucking results over time. There's very few other industries or areas of life where you can do something for 30 minutes a day and be relatively decent at it whatsoever. So just know that, you guys. Number 18. Uh, we touched on it a little bit, but how do you train now? Like a typical you know, week for you, what does fitness look like uh, in general? Yeah, so I moved to Arizona because I love the mountains and I'm inspired by being outside. So at least three times a week, I'll, I'll crush a hike. Now I live near Tom's Thumb, which is unbelievable. So I'll do Tom's Thumb, Pinnacle, um, that type of stuff. So that's, that's non-negotiable for me. And then the other three days, I mean, I do something physical every day, but the other three days I'll do uh, more of gym type routine, more of like upper body, lower body, and then a really intense finisher. I dig that. But I, I, I love, you know, like recently I just picked up mountain biking, which is something I've never really done. Um, and it's just amazing. Like a re- really good tip out there is like find ways to make your fitness like something you don't even have to think about. You know, I, I did 15 miles all day on the bike and I was having so much fun. I didn't even realize I did 15 miles. So if you can commit to a program and then, but also find fun ways to move, um, I believe that's kind of the best of both worlds. 100%, man. And I think we say all the time, you know, when fitness is the outcome of the activity, not the goal, that's when you, you know, really become fit. And when you don't look at it as like just exercise or like it's punishment. I think we do that wrong in sports, you guys. Obviously, when you fuck up in basketball practice, you run. And you start to hate exercise. And you look at it as like punishment as opposed to enjoyment. So if you can find shit you guys truly enjoy, that to me I think is the key. And on the same note, this is also coming from a guy who has done – and I use the triathlon as the example because I don't think you guys understand how hard that is. If you're listening right now and you have access to an assault bike, a row, and a ski, <laughs> and you don't have anything else to do for the day because uh, <laughs> yeah. it's going to fuck you up. The, the gold standard is like they said it is five minutes. It took me 4.57 and I about died. And I like to think I'm in pretty good shape right now. Um, so if you go through and you can set the clock for five minutes, just set the clock from zero and see where it ends up. Honestly, when you guys get done. But if you can do 50 bike cows, 500 meter ski, 500 meter row, I'd love for you to video it or send me the time in. I'd love to at least hear uh, how long it took you guys. I think the fastest dude we've had here is like just over six minutes. And our dudes are pretty fit. That's still incredible. But it's just, uh, it, it comes down to A, do you have the aerobic capacity, the endurance for it, and are, how sick are you willing to make yourself? And I guess I, I say like, how deep of a waters are you willing to go down? Because it totally. is, a, it's the worst thing you can do in five minutes. I don't think there's anything worse. A hundred percent. And I, those type of workouts, they just, for me at least, I, the reason I'm attracted to those is because I know life is going to get sideways, you know, through, over and over. And I just want to know who I am when life gets really hard. So I, I think to me, the, the workouts are a really great metaphor to see like, okay, what do you got when life's going sideways? Yeah. I mean, cause that is like, that's red line shit. Oh, that's, oh. <laughs> God. Explode the red line. I have like anxiety just thinking. I about know, it. man. I start it's, sweating because it reminds God. me of so many times of being under the radar doing those exercises with everyone watching and not wanting to let myself or anyone else down. That's bad. <laughs> All right, we'll go uh, nineteen. I know you touched on a little bit. Favorite cheat meal, and I know you you're pretty you're pretty <laughs> bland and basic here, but like the worst shit you do, like rice with salmon. That's it. <laughs> I mean, that's awful. Nah, I know. Taylor makes fun of me, man. Uh, no, nah, you know I won't. I, 
Honestly, like, uh, like, I'm a weird person with that. I if if I had a, a favorite cheat meal, I would I would crush it because I, I trained so much that it would I have no problem doing it. But like booze or sugar ever, anything fun your birthday, Christmas, Thanksgiving, anything out of the ordinary? No, but you know I'm I'm from East Coast, so a tr- like a New York pizza. I mean that's that's not negotiable. So I'll have to check. I'll be in New York. Uh, Are you? I'm yeah. gonna, I'm going. I'll be there on the first. I'm doing an event at oh, Sol- nice. Solus. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. We'll be right there. I know so, some of the people. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, place. so I have to be. I have to get pizza or do something. Oh, did you get a crush it? At least I'll give you some nice. spots. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, man. Watch out because there's a lot of, you know, authentic pizzas. But well, yeah. Well, yeah. I heard Sabaro is really good. So. so there's this place called. Um, I'll tell you right now. It's called Artichoke. That's it. Huh? Yeah, that's the spot, dude. People line up out of that shit all day. I'll direct it. Um, yeah, I'll do Artichoke. That. They probably have several locations now, but... No, I can Uber it, so it's easy. Yeah. I dig it. All right, number 20. Uh, greatest movie of all time, or your favorite movie of all time. Damn. Funny uh, or normal? Uh, it's up to you. We can do both. Yeah. Funny, Funny. I gotta go, I gotta go, because I had this argument with Taylor the other day. My, my funny one is My Cousin Vinny. Again, East Coast. Oh, it's a good movie. Dude. I liked it. I watched it as a kid. Shit time. <laughs> yeah. And now it's like on TNT once in a while. It's <laughs> yeah. good. I dig it. I don't know why, man. It just always cracks me up. And then uh, regular, I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know about like a classic one, but um, I love anything that has to do with space. So Interstellar was... That's actually a really good fucking movie, dude. That jarred me, man. Oh, yeah. I saw that three times in theaters. First of all, it's like super fucking sad. Yeah. And it's long as shit. Makes you think. Yes. Yeah. I watched that too. That was great, actually. Yeah. I like those movies that you leave and you're like, what just happened? I need to like go spend like the next two hours in a closet thinking about life. I know. Well, because I like, <laughs> I like, and I do like the space ones that are like, I don't like, I mean. I don't like hardcore science fiction. No offense to anybody. Like, I've never seen Star Wars, you guys. I've never seen one episode or one minute of it. I'm not begging any if you love it. It's cool. I it just like to me. I just thought it looked stupid as a little kid. I grew up like in between the times, but like things like you know, Interstellar was dope. Even like Martian and shit, like things that are kind of realistic. I yeah, thought those were pretty Martian cool. is pretty awesome. Not bad. I went with uh, American Psycho. Oh man, that's a that's a good one. I'm a Patrick Bateman kind of dude. That's an it. That's if you guys have never seen that, please watch it. It's Christian Bale at his. His finest, and he's shredded like Rambo in it, which is amazing. That's amazing. He's so good. He was amazing in um, well, the, the Big Short too. Oh, dude, dude, he's so good. It's very talented individual. I'm a man crush on him. If you guys haven't noticed, for sure, totally. Yes. Uh, let's do this. Uh, the number one thing you would tell, uh, you know, novice people who start out training, like the, the number one tip you'd give them, like if someone walks in off the street, say, "Hey, man, I want to be fit." Uh, you know, what's the, what's the, where would you spend your, your time either learning stuff or putting effort into it, whether that be fitness, nutrition, planning, mindset, shit, anything in between. Totally. So it'd be two things. One, I'd ask him why. And so, so to me, when I was able to connect my clients, uh, you know, fitness goals with a deep rooted why that was just, was beyond vanity. All vanity is good. Um, but to me, it doesn't endure. It doesn't, it doesn't radically shift. So, so if some guy comes in and says, I want to look good for Coachella, that's not a, that's not, <laughs> that's not a life changer. I've heard, I've had that here multiple times, by the way. That's guys. classic. Which, well, you know, cause I did so many consultations and people would always give that, you know, the generic answer, but then I would find out, well, you know, they've really lost confidence in themselves and they're too tired to play with their kids at night. And it's like, okay, now once we start tapping into something like that, when it's, when it's for you, but also for like outside of you, then you're going to last, you're going to wake up the mornings that you don't want to wake up. But then the second thing is, cause I do study a lot of human behavior. I'm a total nerd with neuroscience and what creates change. And so many people think or believe that they're the, the person who can radically transform overnight, that they can do 
they, they can add 19 habits even though they haven't done anything for the past 10 years. Um, and all the research says the contrary. So it's, it's super not sexy. That's actually why I wrote a book about it. But if you can start with 1%, if you can start with the smallest possible iteration um, of change for fitness, so that could mean literally a gallon of water and 20 push-ups a day, um, that's what creates long-term change based on all the research and all my experience. 100% too. I dig that. Keep it simple. We're already overwhelmed. We're already too busy. Everybody's already distracted. We got bills. We got kids. We got trips. We got the house. I mean, there's so much going on. Let's simplify the game. And that's why you guys crush it because you help. You take all the stuff that your whole expertise and you just you put it on a platter for people that's easy to consume. I agree, man. I mean, as I'll say, you guys, simple. Uh, my life is very simplified from the – I mean, for me, even like the shit that I wear, the shit that I eat, the shit that I come in and do, I try to keep it very basic just because the more – and again, I'm like you guys. Like when you see and hear us talk or you see what it is like training-wise, fitness-wise, like this is – a refined product over the course of more than a decade. It's not like I started out in fitness and like I did everything right. I did everything fucking wrong before we did anything right. So when they say things, it's just to help you guys kind of basically time hack it and success hack the shit out of it so you can do it way quicker and way faster uh, than I did and not waste the steps along the way. Uh, the last thing I'll touch, I'll ask this. Um, since you've done it too and we get a lot of people on here who – well, it works both ways. A, people who are in fitness, they're young coaches, they're, they're fitness people. Maybe they're working at a big box place or they're in somebody else's system. Maybe they want to go out and, and run their own business, start their own gym, whether it be in person, online, or just the guy who just hates his fucking job and doesn't like doing this shit. Advice you give to people, you can touch on either way. Um, if they're going to, hey, I want to run my own business, whether that be, you know, I'm going to run a physical gym location or I'm going to do an, a different entity that is a physical place or I'm going to start my own business online. Like any advice you'd give them, like in terms of here's what it was up front for me. Here's how hard it was. Here's the time investment. Here's, you know, the mistakes I made or something that can help give them some context of, of what they, you know, can look at or at least your experience. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Oh, so much. So, so one, cause I just had this conversation with, uh, a billionaire who was on the Academy podcast. And he said, he said, Tommy, uh, if you declare your dream to people, um, and they laugh at you, that's a great thing. Um, so what I mean by that is that you got to have a big and bold vision. Um, that's gotta, that's gotta scare you a little bit. If it doesn't scare you, you're just not thinking big enough. That's one. Uh, number two, um, you got to see clarity. You got to see clarity on why you want to do it. You got to see clarity on what it is, who it's serving, what the purpose is, all of that. I think a lot of people, think they want to start a business, um, but they're not ready for that long-term commitment and they want, might want to do it for the wrong reasons. Um, so I believe you can be absolutely satisfied running your own business. I believe you can be satisfied working for somebody else. Um, it's all around having clarity. Um, number three, um, be surrounded by people who are in the same game. Um, if you think you're going to start a business and keep hanging out with the same friends who are complaining about their boss all day, it's not going to work. Like guaranteed, we become a, a product of our environment. Um, and then lastly, um, you, you, there's two things that you have to master. You have to master what you deliver. So in your case, it would be fitness. It would be transformation. It would be mental wellness, all of the stuff that you deliver. But you also have to master marketing that thing. So you could be the best trainer on the planet. You could have the best uh, exercises. You could have all the you study, go on PubMed and read all the research. But if people don't know about you, um, it's not going to work. And I find this in all industries, in entrepreneurship, personal development, fitness, spirituality. 
um, that people become obsessed with the thing that they're delivering, the deliverable, but not the marketing of the thing. And the marketing of the thing is, is just as important. They're both equally important. So um, learn how to influence, learn persuasion, learn sales copy, uh, all of that stuff. Um, so you at least have a grasp and you can uh, put your expertise uh, to use. And, and a lot of people have issues with sales and, and money mindset. And I say this, um, the next time that you have an issue selling or putting yourself out there or creating content, close your eyes, think about the people that you're wanting to serve, think about the problem and the daily pains that they're experiencing um, by not uh, by you not shipping your message, and then guess what? You overcome that because you care more about them than being selfish and thinking about your own insecurities. Nice, dude. That's yeah. gold, you guys. I've thought about that before once. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it sounds very polished when you say it, uh, but it's true, you guys. I, I believe that as well. It, it, everything... It's just the reality of it. And I'll say this too. There's guys here and not just in the Valley here that I've worked with for years that are great coaches. They're amazing at fitness and not just in the Valley, but all over America that you guys will never know. You'll never hear about them. You'll never see them because they don't put all the pieces together. Like they're awesome at their craft. Life-changing impact too. and, And they're really doing awesome work, but they're touching like you know, 2% of what they really could if they were just to package it and market it and show the world in a way that they could understand how fucking great they are. And I think a lot of you guys out there who might be awesome at what you do or very good at what you do are missing that piece because there's so much noise on the internet and that's where we all live now. And there's so much shit out there. It's up to you to kind of wedge your way in there and show people how great you are. And eventually over time it will happen. But uh, if you don't put yourself out there and you don't share it, nobody will ever see it. Yeah, if you're if you're in the fitness space and you teach people how to do fitness, um, you already have on the path to mastery for that. So obviously, keep doing that, spend time on that. But going forward, spend equal amount of time learning how to craft a message, learning how to connect with people. Maybe go to Toastmasters and learn how to speak. Learn how to get amazing on video. Video is not going away for the next 10, 20 years. Um, all of that stuff. Get great on audio as well because that's what's that. That's how you're going to grow and cultivate a tribe. And let me just touch on this too on, on habit stuff, just so you guys get some context. Like so. How many years have you been on your own now, total, Tommy? Like in terms of like running your own business and doing your own shit? Yeah, I'm about to hit 10 years. Okay, so 10 years. Typically, when do you wake up? Uh, lately, it's been uh, 3.30 to 4. In the <laughs> my mor- fiance is like, what the hell? But you, my, my ideal time is, is 4.45 to 5 a.m. <laughs> Every day, basically. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, and I, hey, I used to say that I wasn't a morning person until one day I woke up and said, I'm going to train myself to be a morning person because I know that the best in the world are morning people. Um, so it's, yeah, it's the, the, what you said about habits, you got to make a lot of your success automatic. Um, so for me, you know, I wake up, I meditate, I train, I study the deep text, I study business, I study marketing. I do all of that without thinking about it. And this is where people have issues. They think that they can rely on willpower. They can, they think they can rely on force. And to me, it's like, why are we going to make things so hard? Um, set yourself up for success by doing automatic behaviors. So you have more energy to actually work and grow and create on the things that you want to do. And so you're up most days, you know, before five, sometimes before four. What's the average? Like how many hours are you working per day? How many hours per week on average if you had a ballpark it? Yeah, that, that I need to define working, but doing stuff in my craft anywhere from 50 to 80 hours a week. Um, and that's every single week. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, but, you know, and so there's a lot of talk on the hustle mentality and all that stuff. And I'll say, yes, work ethic is important. But to me, when you're doing purposeful work that's intentional in line with with a, a vision that is inspiring and emboldening to you. And I know this sounds so cliche, but I know you, you get this. Um, it, it truly doesn't feel like work. So when you say like, if I win the, the lottery tomorrow, guess what time I'm going to wake up tomorrow? 
same time. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not going to change. Yeah, I'm going to book a trip to Fiji as well and probably wake up early there. But the the, the patterns are not going to change just because I have uh, a lot of money in the account. And then I would say this: in over the last ten years, uh, how many days have you not done something? to improve your business basically, or like what you're doing in your craft or, or who you are? Has there been a day that went by where you didn't do something to move it forward? No, I call this no zero days mentality. Now I had a couple of those days where I had food poisoning. Um, so oh probably- dude, I've had that like, I've had like <laughs> fucking twice. Dude, dude wanna- I'm like the king of food poisoning. Oh, you so want to, dude, you want to kill yourself. It's the yeah, fucking don't, worst. Bro. Don't have oysters in, in Bogota, Colombia when you, your intuition is telling you not to. And Anyways, uh, yeah, don't, don't do that stuff. But uh, besides those days, I call it the no zero days mentality. Um, and uh, every day, if you just do one thing, this, again, 1% rule, like if you just do one thing every single day, um, compound interest is amazing. And, and study compound interest because compound interest happens in finances. I see you got some, some quotes by Buffett. Yes, but it sir. also happens with our personal habits and our relationships. And it may not seem like much. Maybe your relationship right now is not in a good place um, tomorrow. If you leave, if you find one way, one unique way to, to encourage someone in, in a relationship um, and you do that every single day for 90 days, it will radically transform the relationship. So start small, right? Uh, same thing with content, with business, with anything that you're doing, start small and consistency is always going to beat intensity. So do it seven days a week for just an hour or 10 minutes, whatever it is, instead of one day a week for eight hours, just like fitness, it's look consistency will always win 100 too that's golden you guys hopefully you can take that obviously you guys know that works for your fitness your eating your relationships your career business and and pretty much everything in life uh really really these are gold gems you guys i think you're kind of seeing the common trend of people we bring on who who are kicking ass at what they do and are just mastering their craft um very similar traits and uh all shit that uh to me is non-negotiable it's just necessary uh, you said a great thing there. I just want to interject. Mastering your craft, just just for somebody listening out there, you got to always ask yourself: Are you just looking to get noticed, or are you looking to master a craft? Um, and there's there's a razor's edge between those two, especially in a social media world. So if you choose mastery, if you choose to master a craft, you will separate instantly in a world of people who just want to be the next next in Instagram star. I agree, dude. And I think and I'll say this too. I think on the same note, like you'll get, and the average person might not be able to tell up front. Like the person who just is is trying to be just passable will will. They can pass 90% of people. They can wash over it and it's fine. But when you really get in a room with the other 10% of people who know what the fuck's going on, that's when they can really see the difference. And over time, the people who truly give a shit about it, you guys are going to be able to see it uh, as time goes on. Tommy's obviously one of those dudes. And, and the people we have on here, they have all the same kind of character traits, which is pretty uh, impressive to see. So with that said, uh, where can these young, amazing humans find you at, Tommy, if they want to find you? All the social media handles, all the website stuff, drop it on them. 100%. Keep it simple. You're already listening to the podcast, so come over to Resist Average Academy Podcast, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all of those places um, where we have conversations like this. We've had the man himself. I believe it was episode 17. It was early on, um, so you might have to look in the archives. But uh, these are the type of conversations we have um, in every area of your life. And the uh, website is resistaverageacademy.com. Tommy underscore Resist Average on Instagram. Uh, give us a shout out and let us know what you got from this. Awesome, dude. Yes, you guys, uh, if you don't follow him uh, on Instagram, please do. I'll share a bunch of links here in our stuff. I'll put it on our IG as well. You guys will see it. Uh, And his podcast is legit. He has 
a shit ton of amazing humans on there across the board. They touch on everything. So I know you guys dig a lot of the stuff we talk about. Now I say it's all fitness. It's all not fitness. You dig all the things we talk about that are kind of, you know, around the fitness fringe. He digs into everything kind of in between. And I think you guys, if you're going to be successful in anything, you mastering your mindset and just the normal habits and rituals of life. Uh, he is amazing at that at what he does. So if you're interested, check all that stuff out. Anything else you guys want to hear from us on the podcast, please just shoot me a DM and ask. And if you're in iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop it a five-star. Leave a comment. Same thing for Tommy's when you start listening to it because I know you'll dig there it. You <laughs> and until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Crush it.